0: yes 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 welcome to another interesting episode of all things basketball podcast and of course i'm your host coach luke how's everybody doing out there today i hope you're doing well we got some pretty good weather around the new york area but i'm definitely not a weather man i'm a basketball man so let's get into episode 41 episode 41 people ready to go the name of episode 41 is ready to go all right now let's get into it episode 41 man and again I always say this I might sound like a broken record but it seems like yesterday we was on episode one we really didn't know which direction the podcast was going to go in we didn't have a real grip on everything and right now as I said before We got our professional grind on, and it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And of course, I definitely always do this, but I'd like to thank my whole staff at All Things Basketball Podcast for holding me down and getting us ready for each and every show. And so we're in episode 41, ready to go. Let's get it going. (laughs) Well, before we get it going, we got to tap in, people. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, of course, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, all right. Episode 41, people. And we're starting off episode 41 with the purple and gold the L.A. Lakers, and one DeMarcus Cousins. Well, DeMarcus Cousins is actually saying he's ready to show what he's really worth, all right? And I think we talked about this in another podcast, but DeMarcus Cousins is really putting out some verbal sound bites. I think he feels a little bit disrespected, and I don't know why, because everybody really respects his talent, his game. He's a phenomenal player, He's just been injured the last couple of seasons. And I think somewhat forgotten as far as one of the top guys in the league. And when you believe you're one of the top guys and you've been at the top and all of a sudden people aren't really talking about you like you're one of the top guys, it can be irritating. And I think that's what's going on with DeMarcus Cousin right now. For him to be in the media, for him to be saying things like, listen, I'm going to show everybody and uh I'm going to show people what I'm really all about this upcoming season with the Lakers and things of that nature. Because, uh, you know, again, he was at the top, all right? And he's still at the top in Coach Luke's eyes. He's just got to be healthy. DeMarcus Cousins just has to have a healthy bug about him and stay on the basketball court. If he's able to stay on the basketball court, nothing but good things could happen. He can do a little bit of everything, man. He's got great footwork for a big man. He can shoot the three. He's an excellent rebounder. And he's an excellent defender when he wants to be. All right? He kind of leans more towards the offensive end. I think if he becomes a much... Concentrates, again, concentrate on the defensive end as well as the offensive end. He's a complete package, people. A complete player. Other than that... It's the injury bug that has touched DeMarcus Cousins' career the last two to three seasons. But other than that, he's an excellent player. So coming out of the Laker building, DeMarcus Cousins is saying again, once again, hey, I'm ready to go, and I'm going to show the NBA and the fans what I'm all about as a basketball player. And it's a good thing to have this type of confidence when you're coming into a new season, all right? And I hope the talk... Gone is the workout because that was another thing that a lot of people would say he would come in overweight and he would have to work himself into playing shape. So I don't believe that that will happen this season from all that we're hearing coming out of DeMarcus Cousins' um, camp and himself, I mean, I think he's going to be ready, like he said, and he's going to be ready to go. And it's a beautiful thing for the Los Angeles Lakers because I tell you, they already got LeBron James. They already have uh, Anthony Davis, Danny Green, Rajon Rondo. They have, they have a nice set of players over there, all right? And so, you know, uh, Kyle Kuzma, all right? And it's, it's just a wonderful thing for the Lakers right now. They're on the upswing up, and they're going to be a very, very valuable team come this upcoming season. But again, coming out of that Laker building, DeMarcus Cousins is saying, I'm gonna show you guys this season what I'm all about. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, all right. We have Team USA. Greg Popovich has assembled Team USA. Uh, and they're getting ready to embark on uh um some more some amateur. Well we have pros that play. Most of the countries uh they call them uh, amateur basketball. And I don't know why, because most of the countries also have pros. And so they call it amateur basketball, I believe, because at that moment, there will be no salary. That's what Coach Luke believes. At the moment, there will be no salary. But most of the countries have professional players. And we have some professional players, and we have had professional players since the Dream Team. And so right now, Greg Popovich is really working out the, um, the NBA players that he's got on the team. It's mostly a young team. It's mostly comprised of a young team. And so you have a lot of young NBA ballers that are, are at the Olympic facility and really, really working hard, getting themselves ready for not only the World Games, Nationals, but the upcoming Olympics. You know, and so you got a lot of great players. Greg Popovich is an excellent coach. Like I always say, it's either him or Doc Rivers. It's apples and oranges as a coach is concerned, as the best in the NBA. And so Greg Popovich is instilling a lot of his um, regimen and a lot of his system. Greg Popovich, again, like I said, he's putting in a whole lot of his system how he likes the game to be played. And, of course, he has a, a a great system, a winning system. He's won five championships. So most players, of course, are going to listen to Greg Popovich when he starts talking basketball because he's an excellent, excellent coach. But some of the players that are with Team USA right now is Kimber Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kyle Kuzma, and they just added one of um uh, Greg Popovich's players, Derek White, to the fold, an excellent guard, an excellent young guard from the San Antonio Spurs. And so you have a, gr- a good group of people. You know, Marcus Smart is also on the team. You know, you have a great group of young guys that are really ready to play ball. And I think Greg Popovich did that on purpose. He wanted the youth movement so that these guys can get ready not only for the upcoming games but games in the future and they'll already know his system each time the USA team gets together and it's a wonderful thing and we're hoping that the US team USA brings home that goal and whatever competition they're in. And I think they will. They have a great, great nucleus of young talent, like Coach Luke said, and they have the best coaching staff that you can look for. I mean, you know, Greg Popovich, Jim Behan, just name a few. I mean, it's just a wonderful, wonderful situation. And so you've got a great team that you're putting together. And so what Greg Popovich is doing is instilling his um his regimen, his, his um, system upon these players. And of course, like Coach Luke said, who wouldn't listen to Greg Popovich? He's a Hall of Fame coach and a five-time NBA champion. Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, people, we've got our AAU profile, all right? And like Coach Luke said, we started our AAU profile after a young man on Instagram hit me up and asked me, hey, Coach Luke, when are we going to start having more AAU stuff? Well, we were already in the midst of trying to do that and trying to figure out where we would place our AAU segment, but it was great for somebody like that young man. And guess what, young man? I know you're an avid listener and you're also an AAU baller. And so kudos to you for being an AAU baller and balling hard and being very, very attentive to the AAU regimen. All right. And of course, like Coach Luke always said, that's where I got my start in the coaching profession. The AAU realm was my thing, and of course, it always helped me, and I learned from a lot of great AAU coaches, and so that's where I got my start, so I'll never let go of the AAU, but our getting back, kind of getting off, getting back to our AAU profile for this week, the young man's name is Noah Dickey, all right, his name is Noah Dickey, he's out of North Carolina. All right he plays for the Carolina Legends as far as AAU is concerned he plays for the Carolina Legends and he's 6-6 he's going to 11th grade this year he's a phenomenal player and again when i get these young men's names on my desk before we do the show i immediately go to social media people i immediately go to social media cuz i really want to look at his game see how he plays how good of a player he really, really is. And then it makes me, as the as the host of this show, feel very comfortable about putting the young man's name out there. But our AAU profile this, this show right now is a young man named Noah Dickey. And again, he goes to um, Zumberland B. Vance High School. He's going to 11th grade this season. I mean, this year. He's 6'6 forward. Strong man, great footwork, great player. I mean, you can't go wrong when you're when you're a young man with this height and range right now at sixteen years old. And I tell you, his coaches at the Carolina Legends seem to feel that he hasn't even had his growth spurt. Wow. Well he's six six already. So by the time he graduates high school, you might be hearing about Noah Dickey being six nine, six ten. You never know. You never know the way these young men grow today. So it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. He's our AAU profile, all right? And so a lot of colleges are very, very interested in him. He's one of the top AAU players in the country. Noah Dickey, he's a wonderful talent. I tell you, he can really play some ball. When I looked him up, man, he's a phenomenal player, and any coach would really love for him to be on their, on their team, any coach excellent player and so Noah Dickey is our AAU profile for this show right now and of course like coach Luke said every show we'll have an AAU profile and a player and give a little bit of uh, insight on where he's from what high school he plays for and what AAU outfit he plays for all right once again tap in baby Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, of course, you know what to do. Hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it going, people. All right. We got an Andrew Bynum sighting. Wow, I haven't heard that name in a minute. Andrew Bynum. Well, Andrew Bynum played for uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. He played for, um, wow, let me see. He played for the Indiana Pacers, Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Philadelphia 76ers. Man, when he first came into the league, he came straight out of high school, right out of New Jersey. Wonderful, wonderful player. Wonderful talent. I was very, very high on his upswing. He was an excellent player. And what happened with Andrew Bynum, I believe he got drafted to a ready-made team that was ready to hoist the trophy. He got drafted by the LA Lakers. And at that time, they had guys like Paul Casale, Kobe Bryant, Lamar Odom, Metta World Peace. They had an excellent, excellent championship team. And so Lamar Odom walked right in there And they won two championships. So he's a championship player with two rings. And so now, Lamar, I mean, excuse me, now um, Andrew Bynum is is ready to make a comeback after four and a half years of not being in the league. Now, I'll tell you, one of the things that might uh, uh, give people resistance, and let me just give you a little history on Andrew Bynum. Coach Luke already said to you that he won uh, two championships with the Los Angeles Lakers, all right? I think sometimes when you're young and you get this success, it can go one or two ways. It can make you transcend up, or it can make you transcend down. And I think in Andrew Bynum's case, it made him transcend down, people, because it all started when he won those championships in the Laker building He started missing practices, missing team flights, uh, uh, coming late to team workouts before games, all right? And, 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 you know, a lot of the veterans frowned upon him. A lot of the veterans frowned upon him. And, of course, Kobe Bryant was very verbal about uh, Andrew Bynum's uh, uh, um, work ethic and et cetera, et cetera. And so they wound up releasing Andrew Bynum, and But it didn't last that long because as soon as they released him, um, the Philadelphia 76ers signed him to $120 million. Now, at that time, which is crazy, at that time, $120 million was considered by the NBA people as a max deal. Well, man, you know, um, that's not even nowhere near a max deal right now. So it lets you know how long he's been out the league. All right, a max deal is 160 and better right now. A max deal is 160 right now. So the 120 that the Philadelphia 76ers laid on Andrew Bynum is nowhere near a max right now. But at that time, it was considered a max. Now, Andrew Bynum proceeded to never hit the floor for the Philadelphia 76ers. And the, 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 the biggest thing, when he got released from the Philadelphia 76ers, is because they were paying him. Of course, you know, the NBA has guaranteed contracts. So they were paying him, you know, 120. And they somebody uh, uh, shot footage of Andrew Bynum bowling. Now, he wasn't playing basketball for his contract, but then he was at a bowling alley in Pennsylvania bowling. And he was out with a knee injury. And so right away, that garnered a whole lot of media attention, and the Philadelphia 76ers released him. And so, you know, he's had a whole bunch of hiccups along the way. Too many hiccups for the NBA to deal with, all right? I think his last um, team, he was on the Philadelphia—no, he was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And they wound up releasing him. And so you haven't seen him for the last four seasons— But right now, Andrew Bynum, from what I understand, he's working with all of the top trainers that you can find in the NBA, and he wants to make a comeback. But I'll tell you this, already he's saying he doesn't want to play in the G League. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't know how he's going to get back into the NBA. Maybe he believes somebody or one of the teams or one of the general managers will take a chance on him, and maybe they will. But I believe hard work is the only way that Andrew Bynum will get back in the league. All right, coming through the G League, not missing practices, not missing games, not being late, showing your work ethic will get him back in the league. From what I can remember of Andrew Bynum, he's a phenomenal talent, just an excellent talent. But he's going to have to work his way back into the NBA and get the trust of general managers, coaches and everyone else he just can't I don't I don't believe anyone's going to take a chance on him due to his history just off the fact that he's saying he's coming back he's going to have to show his worth he's going to have to prove his worth and then I believe a team will give him an opportunity all right but that's what's going on with Andrew Bynum he wants to make a comeback and he's not old people he's 31 years old Again, he came into the league at 17. He came straight out of high school. So he's only 31. I know a lot of people are listening and saying, man, how old is Andrew Bynum? He's not that old. He's still in his prime. He's 31 years old, and he wants to make a comeback. And so, hey, kudos to Andrew Bynum. I hope he's working very hard. I hope he's working very hard. And guess what? He should hit the email button and have Coach Luke work him out a little bit. You know what I mean? All he got to do is hit that email button. <laughs> but coming out of the uh, uh, Andrew Bynum's camp, he's ready to make a comeback. He wants to come back and play in the NBA this season, but he doesn't want to go to the G League. And so I don't know how that's going to work out for Andrew Bynum, but good luck to him. All right. Does Utah have a chance? You better believe Utah has a chance. I really believe, though, it's going to be how quick, and of course, these two young men, or not young men, the veteran and young man, uh, Mike Conley and Donovan Mitchell, have been working out privately, I guess, to get that type of chemistry at the guard position that the Utah Jazz will need to be successful. Because I really believe, It all hinges on those two gentlemen. Now, of course, Utah has a lot of talent. But I definitely believe it's how quick those two gentlemen can click and work together. And then Utah definitely has a chance. Will they hoist the trophy? They've got an opportunity. They're very deep. They've got a great bench. They've got an opportunity, people. Just like six or seven other teams have an opportunity But Utah definitely has an opportunity. All right. So, coming out of the off of Instagram, does Utah have a chance? Of course. They have a chance. They have a very good chance. All right. Now, again, it all depends on health. All right. And that's with all of these top teams in the Western Conference. It all depends on health. How healthy can you be, and how healthy can you stay for 82 games plus the playoffs? It's going to depend on whether teams have serious injuries, all right? One serious injury to an excellent player that's in your program that's ready to play can can hurt you. It can really hurt you. But of course, Utah definitely has a chance to hoist the trophy. They definitely have a chance. Like Again, like Coach Luke said, they're very, very deep, and they're really going to be able to make a move this season, all right? Because now... What you have is everything in Utah. you got big men. you got guards. you got a bench. You've got it all. You've got it all. It all depends. Like Coach Luke said, what's the most important thing is those two guards, Donovan Mitchell, all right, and, and, and Mike Conley, clicking. How fast can they, they get their games on one page? And if they can do that, hey, man, sky's the limit for Utah. All right, let's get into that WNBA recap, baby. (laughs) And you know Coach Luke loved that WNBA. I just love it, love it, love it. I love the WNBA, people. And it's a wonderful, wonderful thing. The women are balling, man. It's real tight right now because everybody's pushing for the playoffs. And so it's real tight. And I think the playoffs for the WNBA uh, starts next month. And so, man, I'm going to be front row and center watching them playoffs, man. And yo, it's going to be wonderful. All right. So, we got our WNBA recap. Okay. We got the Washington Mystic, 91. The Indiana Fever, 78. We got the Dallas Wings, 57. We got our defending champion, Seattle Storm, 69. All right. And we got, um, the L.A. Sparks, 84. The Phoenix Mercury, 74. And that's our WNBA recap. Three games, people. Three games, three wonderful games, three barn burners, actually. And so it's getting tight. You're not going to get many blowouts in the WNBA right now because everybody, all of the teams, are pushing for them playoff positions. And so you're going to have a whole lot of tight games in the WNBA moving forward straight into the playoffs. And so it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's our WNBA recap. Well, if you want to be a sponsor on the show or you want ads to your company on the show, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Leave me a message and hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook, hit the email button, and leave your information if you want to be a sponsor on the show, or you want your ads to your company on the show. Thank you very much. The Minnesota Timberwolves. What's going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves is the question. Well, I tell you, I don't know, people. This is one team that I really don't know about. I mean, I know they have excellent young talent. When Coach Luke says he doesn't know, what I don't know is the direction of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Now, of course, they rehired, um, uh, Ryan Sanders, uh, son of late great Flip Sanders. All right. And of course, Flip Sanders was big in the Minnesota Timberwolves building. I think when he was the coach, he was also the general manager. So that's that's a good thing. A lot of people feel that it was a nepotism signing of Ryan um, Sanders. But Ryan Sanders has been around the game for a long time, and he's a good, good young coach. I don't believe it was a nepotism signing. I think they really watched him. They really took a good look at him at the end of the season when they signed him on, to finish out last season. So he's an excellent coach. He knows the game of basketball. The challenge will be he's young and the players are young. I kind of felt that they would have needed a, not an elder statements. A lot of, a lot of teams are going young with coaches. Nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. I don't know whether he's the guy that can galvanize the troops. This is his first head coaching job, and it's a big one. It's the NBA people. So I'm not too sure whether Ryan Sanders can galvanize the troops. Well, he better because he's got the opportunity sitting right in front of his face. So he better put his head down and work real hard. Again, he knows the game, okay? Now, you've got Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins. In the draft, you grab Jaren Cullivert. And so you've got some young players there. Uh, but, but you know, the thing about that is the mixture of veterans. Are they communicative? Are they going to work with the young players? Well, right now, Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony Towns are, the, are actually the veterans on the team. Ever since Taj Gibson left, they seem like they're the veterans on the team. Derrick Rose is not there. All right. Jamal Crawford is not there. Okay, and so they're the veterans. Well, you do have Jeff T. He's definitely a veteran. He's been in the league more than anybody else. So excuse me, Jeff Teague is more of the veteran. But the reason why I said Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, because they're right there. They're in their what, fourth year in the league? And so they're no longer rookies. They're vets. Once you get to the fourth year of your career, you're a veteran. And so again, I'm kind of getting off I really don't know about the Tim, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. The question is, what about the Minnesota Timberwolves? I don't know. They they I mean if they play well, okay? But you got to kind of start looking at teams like the Pelicans that upswinged right away. And so but if they if the Minnesota Timberwolves play well, if they play well, they'll have an opportunity, but they'll have an opportunity that all of the other teams have. I don't personally see them making the playoffs this season. The, the West is just so thick, and I think they're one or two strong players away from even the 7th or 8th spot. So what's going on with the Timberwolves? Again, I don't know, and I don't think most people in the league know. All right? They're a work in progress. They're a young team, and they're building. You know, they let go of a lot of the veterans, Derrick Rose, Taj Gibson, Jamal Crawford. And so now they're starting from scratch kind of again. And so they're on the upswing. But again, you got to favor younger teams like the Pelicans. You know, they're not going to have anything on the New Orleans Pelicans. All right. Because they're loaded. And so uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, if they play well, they might be able to sneak in the eighth spot, maybe the seventh spot. But I, I, I just don't see it. And so that's how I feel about the Minnesota Timberwolves. All right? Once again, tap in, baby. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'm going to follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And, of course, if you need good training, hit the email button, leave your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people, All Things Basketball Podcast. It's for you. Let's go. All right, Luka Doncic, Rookie of the Year. Phenomenal player, man, for the Dallas Mavericks. Phenomenal. But what's coming out of the Dallas office right now is that he's not returning phone calls. And of course, sometimes a lot of players overseas, they get home and hey, they don't return phone calls. I remember the New York Knicks having the same problem with um, Christoph Porzingis. Alright, and and it's ironic that they're both on the Dallas Mavericks, Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic. But I tell you, you know, um, the thing is going on is he's not answering calls. Now, what a lot of people don't understand is, even though you know you don't live in the states, you're playing and you're making millions of dollars on the NBA team. The least you can do is return the calls. We know you're getting the messages. All right, it's going to your cell phone. But Luka Doncic is not returning any calls. All right. And one of the people in the Dallas office is saying, I see him on his Instagram on yachts, having fun with his friends and family. So these teams aren't that blind. They're looking at your Instagram, okay, because all of the young guys have Instagram, and they see you partying with your friends and your family on yachts with your girlfriend and things of that nature. And so they at least feel that you could give them a call, uh, come to the Dallas building, let the trainers look at you, get out there and work out with the trainers that the team has once or twice in the off season. Some guys have their own personal trainers. And I believe Luka Doncic loved basketball so much, he probably has his own personal trainer in in his country. And so he's going to be ready. I believe he's going to be ready because he looks like a constant baller. But they're not really, um, right now, they're not really um, too worried. But the thing that's happening with Luka Doncic has made the Dallas Mavericks say, go upstairs to Mark Cuban and see what's going on. So now when you bring the owner in, Mark Cuban, because Mark Cuban really doesn't touch the, as far as the the as far as the players are concerned, he lets his staff handle that. But when you have to go upstairs to Mark Cuban to say, "Hey, uh boss, listen. Call Luka Doncic and see what's going on." Then it becomes a problem. Cuz again, they're paying you millions and millions of dollars to perform at a high level, at least you can give them a call back. But one thing Luka Doncic is doing, he every time they, they, they call him, he sends a text message, I'm ready to go. So he sent about four text messages, I'm ready to go. So that's the name of this episode, Ready to Go, because Luka Doncic is letting the Dallas Mavericks know he's ready to go. Well, All right. It's been a ball, people, episode 41, ready to go. (laughs) And so, hey, I see you Monday, 7 o'clock sharp. Good night. God bless. Ah!